Hello from beautiful Atlanta. This is your host, Lauren Leslie, with the Design Tribe Podcast. This is the podcast version of my Facebook Live series hosted over in the Design Tribe Facebook group. We'll be discussing all things related to textile design, circus pattern design, and other art and design topics. If you'd like to join the Design Tribe, you'll get to interact with me on live video and ask questions. To sign up for the live calls, go to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series. And Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. All right. Thanks for connecting with the Design Tribe. Let's start the conversation. Okay. Yep. And we're live. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining the live today. I have Neil Elliott here from Pattern Bank, and he's going to answer all of your questions about how to be successful selling on Pattern Bank as a pattern designer. So um, first, Neil, could you just like introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit of the history of Pattern Bank? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, my cat. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, as you said, I'm Neil Elliott. I'm one of the directors of uh, Pattern Bank Limited, um, and my background sort of goes back goes back to textiles. I, I studied textiles. I specialised in weave. Um, I've had a sort of varied career where I've sort of picked up nuggets of knowledge and here and there. Worked in retail um, for a provocative, a provocative uh, designer brand called Red or Dead uh, back in the sort of '90s, late '90s. Um, and then basically working for um, designers as well. So working for the High Street, UK High Street, M&S and um, some other um, brands in, in the UK. Also worked on sort of licensing product as well with sort of Scooby-Doo and Teletubbies and stuff like that. So I've, I've sort of had a varied um, career um, and then moved into trend. I was, I, uh, you know, got a job at WGSN. I don't know if you've heard of WGSN. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with WGSN. Online yeah, trend, yeah. right? Pretty much right from the beginning of WGSN. It's where they, uh, it was, it was just at the start of internet where they had like they used to install satellite dishes to your, to your, uh, your roof to to um, your company to get the 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 files in and stuff. So it was, it was way. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Of, uh, of WGSN um, and started on trends, basically laying out trends and then moved up to heading up the print and graphics directory uh, for WGSN for uh, I think about three, four years at the beginning there. Um, and then from trend moved back into product to work for a um, big brand called uh, Timberland. So I headed up the uh, print and graphics for global apparel for Timberland, so which are you know, great uh, global job, um, you know, where I sort of saw the production from sort of design, trend, down to design, down to production, down to onto um, shop floor. So it was all great knowledge. Um, from there, actually got headhunted by another trend company called StyleSite, which was sort of like a, um, a sort of more techie version of WGSN, the US based in New York, a guy called Frank Bobber that set uh, StarSight up. So he headhunted me from Timberland. Again, worked on trends there. So, you know, the way I, my, my uh, career's worked, it's sort of been sort of pr- uh, retail, product, design, trend, back to product, then back to trend. Uh, our last job was uh, Avery Dennison, where I headed up trends. So it's sort of you know trends and product and uh, textiles and print and graphics. Um, so that's sort of 
you know, where I came from um, and the idea of the, the print, print and graphics directory at WGSM was one of the third or fourth hit uh, directories on the site. So I knew that there was something there. So for me, it was something I always wanted to do um, of building some sort of print graphics trend studio online. Um, so that's where I, that's where it sort of started and it was hatched back in when I was at WGSN and Style Site. Um, but we didn't actually go live until 2012 and we started as a, as a blog. So, you know, I knew from my experience at Style Site how to get yourself noticed on, on, online. So we started a, uh, a blog, Pattern Bank blog just inspiration, trends, then started t selling trend reports at sort of like lower prices that, that to WGSN and some of the other trend uh, organisations. So we sort of, from there, we sort of, you know, people started picking up on us and, and, and sort of saw that there was something going on and it was specific to um, print and pattern. Um, so that was 2012 and then we start from there selling trend reports as well. And then, and then we built the studio in 2014, and that's where, that's where we're at now. Or that's what the studio is, you know. Um, actually, where you can upload designs, um, B2B sites, so it's for businesses that they can actually buy um, design licenses. So that's where, you know, that's where the start came from, and and we've sort of I feel revolutionised, you know, actually changing the way that people buy uh, prints now on, you know. Uh, in the industry so putting everything online buying 24 7 um you know globally there's no you know there's no downtime prints are always selling um and we've mixed sort of trend and the studio together as an online sort of entity yeah that's so interesting so do you feel like there's maybe a limited um time frame on how long trade shows will be around or do you think they'll always be around because if people can just buy online all the time then they don't have to wait for the trade show or I don't know and it can be expensive as well and with COVID we can you know we're kind of seeing everything you know everyone's still surviving but moving to more of an online model and you were already ahead of the curve with that so do you think that's I, I think COVID sort of speeded things up you know five six years you know um, I think there always will be you know like retail there always will be trend uh, trade shows and I think people you know, when, when I was working for, uh, you know, brands, you want to get out of the office, you want to get and see people, you want to touch and feel materials or look at prints or see trends, you know, see the colour boards at Premier Vision or whatever. So I think there always will be, they'll, they'll definitely be back um, after COVID, but I think there'll be a smaller scaled down thing, I think. Yeah, and it, it sounds like maybe even it would be more of, bigger companies or bigger maybe agencies that are showing at trade shows because if there's a site like Pattern Bank that you know can compete with that then it's a lower barrier to entry for pattern designers that might not be able to invest in an expensive trade show because I believe Surtex is about five thousand dollars you know just for the show not counting flight and hotels and that's a lot for one person you know yeah you know, yeah they, they, they are they are expensive you know um, and you know they can be good they can be okay you know you don't you don't know how good they're going to be so it's yeah they're very expensive 
Okay, so could you please explain the process for signing um, signing up to Pattern Bank and kind of getting started? Because some people had questions about that. You know, they were asking me, you know, what what types of files they should submit, you know, if they should be layered, you know, things like that. So to be able to be approved on Pattern Bank, like what's the process? Yeah. Okay. So you know, it's it's hopefully very simple. We try and make we try and make everything as simple as possible, and you know, it's free to sign up. You can sign up and, and look at Pattern Bank for free, um, and you can you can um, apply as a designer completely free. You know, with, there's no charges in it. Um, all you need to do is hit the apply to to be a designer, um, which is on the profile. It just drops down. It will say apply to be a designer. Um, and what we're looking for, we are, we're looking for professional creative designers. You know, um, designers that sort of have a, a passion for for textile design uh, that are you know quality and they look at things commercially what's going on um, we don't really want sort of people that just experimenting with sort of paint and stuff like that we're, we're looking for solid professional creative designers um, people who know what they're doing <laughs> know, know what they're doing you know they don't have to have years of experience but we just want creative professional designers that, that upload quality designs that our buyers will will, will be relevant to our buyers basically um, mm -hmm. so when when they when they actually when you sign up to pattern bank you just have to give your we need some information about where you live and stuff like that just so we know that you're a real person um, where it, it's you know I, I, I take it as in sort of like as you're if you're going for a job or if you're going for an interview at one of the the bigger textile design studios, you know, you take along some of your best work. Um, you know, we, we say we upload, we say to upload ten to twelve designs. Um, we've got sizing on there and how big they should be. They can upload JPEGs, PNGs, PSD files, and vector files. So we can we can see our team who look through the applications can sort of see what the design how the designer works. You know, so it isn't just sort of like two layers. You know. Um, so, so we can look at look at their work basically. So, you really, you want to see, we want to see the sort of best best of their work. You know, as that, as if you were going for an interview. Really, um, mm -hmm. that's that's the, that's the, the crux of it. Um, so, yeah, just just stuff that that we feel is also would be relevant to our buyers. Um, unfortunately, not everyone fits that that bill and, and is right for Patent Bank. And I'm sure there are, you know, there are other studios and marketplaces where they can sell their work. But, but we need to, we are, we at the beginning, we 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 did let a lot let a lot of people in and and designers and stuff. Um, but now we are very picky. You know, we we want just sort of professional creative designers on board. Um, so, not being you know nasty or anything, but just we want stuff that that the designers that are good really. Yeah, no, you want the buyers to come to Pattern Bank for high quality stuff. You want to be that high quality site. That makes perfect sense. So when people apply, they need to, their JPEGs, I'm assuming, need to be 300 DPI. Um, PSD or AI files should be in layers, or, um, things like, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have like a maximum of 200 megabytes that they can upload on the on the application. But, you know, they're, they're just used for, for our team to analyze and just check that they're they're right for the for the studio basically gotcha 
Okay, so can you please explain the different types of licenses that are available to buyers on Pattern Bank and what they mean for the artist? Okay, so there's two licenses on Pattern Bank that we have a non exclusive and we have an exclusive license. So the non exclusive is broken into three um, licenses. Um, there's a personal license, which is the lower uh, $55 license which uh, obviously is non-commercial non use, so they can't use it on anything commercial. Um, it's just for personal use, and they get a JPEG file. Uh, and then the other two um, non-exclusive licenses are commercial, up to 500 units, and commercial unlimited. So with those licenses, if they're bought, they're able, the buyer is able to use those designs on, obviously, the up to 500 units. They can use that design on up to 500 units. Um, and they stay on the site, um, they actually get the um, editable file, so they get a JPEG and the layered PSD or vector file, um, but they, they stay on the site, so that they're the non-exclusive uh, licenses. So the, the commercial uh, up to 500 is $95, the buyer, buyer uh, can, can actually purchase it for. And then the unlimited is $135. So that's the non-exclusive, the ones that if they're bought, they stayed on the site and other buyers can buy them as well. So you can you can keep making money on a... on a Right, so they can be bought as many times as people buy them. Okay. Uh, and then the, the higher level is the premium exclusive license, um, which are basically exclusive license. One that once the buyer um, purchases those, they're removed from the site, so they actually own the design outright. Uh, they get the JPEG, they get the layered file, uh, Photoshop file or Illustrator vector, and they can use it for unlimited runs. Uh, and that's the higher price point of three fifty dollars uh, for the premium exclusive. So you know, we for for our buyers, it's it's quite a nice mix of licenses that they can use. They can either go for something that that's slightly cheaper um, that they're not they're not worried that it might be used on something else or they can go for the the higher price premium where once they own that uh, design it's basically taken off the site and they own it outright like like you do when you go to a trade show um, and if something's sold and they take away the um, you know the bit of fabric or, or the actual uh, CD or whatever it is right so at a trade show there's the option of a buyout and licensing so the exclusive design is kind of like a buyout and they actually do they own the copyright after that after they buy the yeah it's pretty much license? it's pretty much owned by the the buyer yeah okay and then if it's the standard license or the non-exclusive the designer still owns the copyright to that artwork okay but it's obviously it just stays on the site and it can be it can be purchased uh, multiple times right and the it's the, just a n nice mix of you know the the way that you know, at trade shows or, you know, um, uh, textile design studios where where you buy the design once, it just gives the, the opportunity for buyers to, to purchase something cheaper um, and, you know, and the designer can keep make, making money out of it, basically. Sure, and if they're not totally confident, they can kind of test it out, you know, for under 500 units um, and see if it sells, you know, see if it does well. But if they're 
you know, if they're a bigger company or they're worried about, you know, their competition maybe buying the same thing, then the exclusive license is available. So that's that and works. on the site we actually we have a we have it in place where if someone buys it as the, the up to five hundred, they can extend the license. So they can just uh, click a button and then they pay the extra amount to take it up to the higher uh, level. Perfect. Yeah, I think someone's actually done that with one of my designs. So and they must have tested it out first and then bought the um, the unlimited. So that's nice. Um, okay, so it's interesting that Pattern Bank kind of started as a trend blog. I didn't know that, but I absolutely love the trend page on Pattern Bank's website. And um, so my next question was going to be, how important is it for artists to actually follow trends? Um, and in general, do your stats kind of confirm that these trends sell better on your site overall? Yeah, trend, you know, uh, coming from sort of my background and, and working in trends and working in product as well, you need to, you know, buyers need to know what the next big thing is. You know, they're not, they're, very rarely they're just going to sort of pick a, a design and go, yeah, that's the one. They, so the, our trends, uh, you know, like you say, from the beginning where we started as a trend as an inspiration, that sort of always followed through and come through to the actual site and the studio where we still have a trends area. We have a catwalk area as well because people want to know what's happening on the catwalk. You know, um, they want to know what Gucci's doing for spring, summer 22 or whatever. And also they want to know out of those that season what what are the key trends that are happening you know where do we need to buy into what do we need to look at so for us trends is is very very important you know it's, it's a very important part of the site hence we have it you know in our top navigation um and i would say yeah to for designers you need to you need to look at trends you need to look at trends you need to look at what's commercial um what's you know selling out there what what um cool brands of using on their on their garments you need to always be looking you know I, I from day one when I uh, started my career I'm like a sponge where I need to keep looking at things I need to look at not just catwalk you want to look at um, architecture what exhibitions are going on at the moment what's happening in music there's loads of things you know it's not just a fashion thing it's anything from home to um, you know accessories and giftware you need to you need to look at what trends are happening, whether they're mainstream or whether they're sort of like smaller trend things going on. It's always good to look at trends, and and we say to our designers that are on the site, you know, definitely use our trend pages. They're they're free. You know, we 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 used to charge for them, which was a, a minimal amount. Now they're free, and we use that as a sort of um, a marketing sort of thing to get the buyers to come in, look at our trends. And then on the trends pages, you know, we, we actually pull in the designs that the designers that work into those trends. So say uh, we had um, Subdued Tropics, one of our um, trends um, recently. So when designers name their, their prints as Subdued tro Tropics, we put them into that trend. So they basically, there's another area for where um, buyers can look at the, the trends and actually buy designs that fit into those trends so so yeah definitely got to look at trends check out pattern banks trends work into them as much as you you know you can um, tag them title them with the trend name 
And then when, when our team are, are looking through the uploads, they'll basically add them into that trend and then they come up on, the, on a, a, a completely new section of the site, which is trends. So oh, that's fascinating. You're getting straight in, in front of the buyer um, that's looking at what's going on and what new things are happening. So that's a huge advantage for anyone uploading to Pattern Bank is to make something that's for the trend and name it for the trend and then you get more visibility on the site. Exactly, exactly. I'm not saying that every design you have to go, oh, look at that trend I've got. You know, look at, also look at, be proactive and look at, you know, what's happening uh, outside of Pattern Bank, you know, in on Vogue or, or wherever uh, and work into those trends as well. But but the ones that, that we're, we're highlighting if you name your your trend with that trend title, then our, our moderation team that look at uploads, they'll basically put you into that trend, and the, you'll you'll come up in a separate part of the site. Nice. Hey guys, real quick, sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to say if you like this podcast and you're getting something out of it, please consider supporting the show with a donation. This helps us stay ad free and continue putting out free content for you head over to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series to support the show. And remember, Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Even $5 goes a long way. All right, that's it. Let's dive back in. So are there any categories um, that are kind of considered classics and like always sell well, such as maybe florals or textured prints, things like that? Yeah, florals. Florals are, you know, our main women's wear and florals and geometrics, tropicals, tie-dye, um, natural prints, nature prints, and uh, sort of, like you say, textural prints. They're, they're always high on the searched um, parts of the site and on sales as well. So, and, and when I say florals, you can just break it into so many different areas of like, you know, hand-rendered, um, vintage, botanical, um, painterly, graphic floor you know there's, there's just so many and usually um if you're a good designer you can sort of pick up on what what things are trend what florals are trending at that in that season or at that time and work into those so that's what yeah definitely florals tropicals and tie-dyes and then nature prints um we're seeing a lot of sort of ethnic sort of um prints at the moment sort of uh, happening um that's sort of bubbling under for for, for the next season so we, we try and keep an eye on things. Geos are big as well at the moment, but florals always sell. Nice. Okay, so your trend page includes like spring, summer and fall, winter trends. And so what is the best time of year for artists to be uploading designs for the next upcoming season? Or in other words, when are buyers actually looking for those seasons to buy? Okay, so I was looking at that and trying to work out when, you know, when's the times that the, the site's really getting, you know, uh, looked at. And I've got to be honest, it's it's all year round because we're, we're online because we have global buyers uh, working on uh, multiple seasons, look, working on multiple products, it, there isn't, uh, you know, with it, with this, the way that we are working now and with it being online, it's all the time. You have to constantly be uploading, basically. So it, there isn't, there isn't a, I can't give you an answer of like, yep, you've got to do it in February and March and September and, August is it it's ev it's every month basically 
Well, that's kind of nice, though, because I think that allows the artist to be inspired by a certain trend instead of trying to do, you know, Christmas designs in July when it's hot outside and maybe they're not feeling it. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think mix it up, you know, um, work on stuff that's seasonal. If it's sort of like, you know, uh, look at the trade shows and the catwalks for what seasons they're working on and, and go into some of those uh, seasons. But, you know, yeah, mix it up. I would I would say, you know, every month for us is a good month and we're, we're, we're always selling every month. There's no um, certain time, um, you know, so yeah, just all the, every, every month basically. <laughs> keep, keep going. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Okay, so how often should designers be uploading new patterns? And the second part of that question are, you know, are designs shown in chronological order or is there an algorithm on the site to kind of show design or show buyers certain types of designs? No, so basically when you, I would say try and, you can't, if you think that you can just come along and just sort of upload like two designs and then just sit back and just wait for the sales to come in, it, that's not going to happen. You've got, basically you've got, to, you've got to take your Patent Bank profile page as like a mini studio um, and work professionally on it, you know, get the header looking great um, and start building that page basically. So you need to keep uploading. I would say if you can, every week, upload designs. If you can't, every every two weeks, you know. Um, it basically gets you seen as well on the site. So anytime you upload, you basically go straight to the front of the queue. So you it's, it's done in the newest is seen first. That's how we've got it. You can change it to most popular and A to Z, but... Uh, most buyers will look at it as in the newest design. They want, you know, that whole thing of going back to trends and what's fresh and what's new and stuff. They want to see the newest design. So um, I would keep uploading as much as you can. Keep building. Um, get your your profile page so it's nice, healthy, um, you know, weekly designs uploaded um, in certain trends or you know uh, or, or whatever you're working on. Um, so yeah, I would say as, as much as possible, really, uh, we're getting like, um, 600 K page views per month. So if you want to be seen in front of buyers, you need to, to keep uploading. So you can't just sit back and upload eight designs and then wait six months and you need to, you need to address it professionally and you need to sort of, um, work at it really. So that sounds really fair to everyone. So even if you're a beginner on the site, then your designs are going to be, you know, in the same queue, in the same order that if you've been on there a long time and you're a bestseller. So that's really fair and like encouraging for beginners and for new designers pattern, you know, that are new to Pattern Bank. Um, so what happens if someone types in, you know, like modern florals or they're typing in a type of search? Do bestsellers pop up? Is it again in chronological order or is it kind of what pattern bank thinks this buyer is going to want to see the most it it work it works um so if they put in tropical i don't know pineapples or something then it would basically look at the the the, the words and tropical and pineapple that, those would be at the top and it would be the newest um designs as well so you know talking about uh, getting your designs in front of buyers 
you know, people don't have, or when I was working uh, like Timberland and stuff, you, you haven't got much time to, you haven't got hours of the day to sort of go through hundreds of pages. So that's the whole point of, you know, me saying get your designs, new designs uploaded because you'll get in front of the buyers because um, they won't go to page 25 or 30. They'll probably look at the first five pages, if, if that. Um, right. So... So yeah, that's that's the whole point of being frequent uploading. Um, but yeah, okay. it, it does it in in order of what the actual wording says, and then it's the newest and the most relevant to that to that wording. Gotcha. So it would be amazing for artists to be able to see the kind of what new keywords clients are searching for. Um, and some sites do that, like I think Etsy and you know some other sites allow people to see kind of what keywords you know the customers are searching for but it sounds like maybe pattern bank is already kind of filtering that down with their trend page is that kind of how you guys approach it uh yeah i think so i think i, I think the trend you know like i said you you will go if your designs worked into a trend you'll go not only on the the new arrivals page but you'll go into that trend area and they can look at those designs there um but uh i think we're we're sort of you know we, we've worked it so uh, design uh, buyers will find what they need to find if they, they tap in the right stuff um yeah i don't know what's perfect yeah no that's i mean it just in terms of like seo and kind of you know getting ahead to you know i think some sites allow you to kind of see what keywords are kind of rising up so that you can say oh like this is popular on the site so i'm going to make that for you know said customers but it sounds like yeah, like yeah we're definitely looking at the We've got new developments planned for this year and next year, um, and the designer dashboard is something we we want to look at. We want to give the designer more information to to see what's selling uh, on the site. We do our designer newsletter every couple of months that we you know we uh, flag down what trends are happening and what sort of things are selling. Um, but yeah, we want to sort of up the ante on that, and that's something we're we're looking at uh, developing where hopefully the the designer dashboard will will give you more information to help you work into certain trends or certain things that are really hot at the moment or what buyers are after at the moment nice that would be amazing so if you're not on pattern banks newsletter go ahead and sign up for that because they'll give you a little more you know insights in terms of what buyers are looking for that month um up until then so how would you describe patterns um, maybe that look the most commercial and what characteristics do those patterns have? Uh, again, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep going on about the on trend <laughs> thing. You know, it's, it's basically something that's on trend um, is in my eyes, commercial, um, something that's got good color use, um, something you could see on a, on a product, whether it's apparel or uh, giftware or homeware. Um, and yeah, have a look at, you know, that's why research in the market, you know, you, you, the designers need to also look at what's happening um, and design into that um, because then that's what the buyers are after. You know, they're looking for something that commercial that, that can sell, basically. That's that's the, 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 the thing of it that they need to they need to buy something that they can put on a product and sell. So that's why it needs to be commercial. So so on trend is is still a key key factor. Gotcha. So your newsletter suggests that designers maybe edit, update, or delete designs. Um, and can you explain why that should be a priority for artists and how it might affect their 
sales, maybe if they have designs on there that aren't selling very well or things like that. Yeah, again, it's sort of, you know, taking your uh, patent bank profile as a, thinking of it as a sort of design studio um, and think about how they work. You know, they're, they're always updating, they're always showing new collections. If, you're, if your profile's just got stuff that's old and, you know, you've got, I don't know, 12, 20 pages of designs that you've uploaded last year or six months ago and you haven't uploaded anything else, it might be time to, to look at those, see what's sold, um, and maybe either delete them, uh, edit them, maybe recolor them. You know, a certain color might be happening, you know, a Pantone color or, uh, you know, a yellow for, for whatever uh, season it is. Maybe recolor something, you know, and then re-upload it. And then basically that will go to the front of the queue and it will refresh your, your profile page. So when, I, when we say about edit, update and delete, it's just a spring clean, but maybe keep thinking of that, you know, as a professional designer that you don't want a, a buyer to keep going back to your profile page and it looking the same. It's so nice to have it sort of updated, remove things that aren't selling or, you know, you feel that you can update to make a more commercial and more trend right for, for today or, you know, so yeah, that's, that's the whole point on that. Okay. So what percentage of pattern bank customers are in either the fashion industry or home decor, stationery, accessories? You know, what are the industries that you see maybe the most prominent on the site? Yeah, the, the biggest one for us, obviously, is, is the fashion industry for us. is, is I'd, Roughly, it's about 60-70%, I would say, is the fashion wow. industry, you know, broken into women's wear, active wear, swim wear, men's wear, kids wear. Um, obviously, women's wear is is a massive chunk. Active wear is a massive chunk for us, and swimwear, and then um, men's wear and kids wear a smaller sort of uh, chunk. Um, and then I would say sort of fifteen percent sort of home interiors, and maybe fifteen percent uh, stationery and accessories. But that's a, a rough sort of uh, um, you know percentages. It, it changes, but our biggest area is probably the the fashion industry uh for for women's wear as well yeah and it makes sense i think fashion makes perfect sense because it is usually like fast moving and so they can just get designed so quickly um do you think there's a reason why home decor and stationery and gift aren't but you know coming to pattern bank more often and are you looking to kind of grow those segments of your customer base yeah we we, we you know we still see it bought you know we see uh, buyers that are, you know it's really nice to see different products rather than from dresses and and active wear it's nice to put when we see them on bottles you know water bottles or uh i don't know on masks now you know i don't know it's slightly fashion but but you know it's it's um yeah i i think that we want to grow the 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 homeware area um so yeah it's just something on our on our radar that we're looking at really to push that further but yeah and uh, the, the masses are the fashion side and like you say it's the quick sort of turnaround they want the you know what's happening i think home is a bit more i don't think if, if it's slower or if they're a bit more um future thinking uh you know so they need to it's a slightly different sort of industry uh and the patterns they're right. looking for so um but yeah it's, something, it's definitely something we're we're, we're pushing and we want to we want to um uh, develop more 
Yeah, I come from a home decor background. I worked as a textile designer for seven years and, um, and mostly designing rugs and pillows. And I feel like home decor kind of follows fashion, so they're a little bit behind uh, the fashion industry, but they still want to follow trends and things like that. But it's a slower moving. Like if you buy a rug, you know, if someone buys a rug, they're usually not going to throw it out the next season, right? They're going to have it for, you know, five to ten years maybe. So um, it is definitely a different industry. And um, I believe in, you know, trade shows, buyouts for home decor because it is a more expensive product and it has more longevity. Those prices are a little bit higher. I mean, but it sounds like you charge the same flat prices across industries, right? Flat, flat across the whole site on the licenses, yeah. So that would actually be good, you know, benefit the home decor companies. <laughs> they get a nice... Well, you know, record. also, I've worked with a lot of the trend uh, interiors guys as well, and they, they feel that they're ahead of the fashion industry, that they're looking further ahead, you know. So it's, you know, it's whether, whether they're thinking that and they, they need to be further ahead and, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure European markets are different from the American markets as well in, in home. They tend to be trendier. <laughs> So um, do the exclusive license designs or the non-exclusive licensed designs sell better overall on the site? Is there one that buyers prefer, prefer more over the other? The, uh, the, the standard non-exclusive is our sort of big, uh, the, that license, you know, the, the commercial, pers uh, personal commercial and commercial unlimited, that's the big seller for us. That's the, the main uh, transactions um, are through the standard designs. But that's not to say premium for us is doing very well. You know, uh, it's a uh, obviously, you know, uh, money-wise, the designer makes more on the, on the premium exclusive, and they are they are selling well. So we're we're again wanting to push that area. We're we're talking about doing a uh, a big marketing campaign for the premium exclusive area uh, this year. So we're we're really sort of pushing that area, and that's an area we want we want to develop as well. So. It, right. Mainly, mainly the standard designs are selling, um, but the premium designs are a, a close second. Have you thought about maybe telling the the buyers or the customers how many times a standard license has sold? Because if it's sold maybe twice, then it seems like they'd be more likely to buy it. But if they're kind of on that edge of like, oh, like do I want to buy exclusive or standard? You know, and they see something that's been bought a hundred times, they might. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's something we thought about. Um, we, we, you know, we're not sure if it's going to be a, a positive or a negative, you know, so uh, right. we've sort of held back on that uh, for the moment. Um, but yeah, it's something, it's something we can we're, we're definitely uh, keeping track of. And when we update the site as we do, you know, through the through the years and with new um, exciting developments we've got planned going forward, it's something that could uh, that could that could happen as well. Okay, so some people were asking, um, you know, what percentage does Pattern Bank make in the artist? So when a design sells, what percentage goes to the artist and what percentage goes to Pattern Bank? So it's it's split down the middle. It's 50-50. It's, it's nice and simple. 50% goes to the um, designer and 50% goes to Pattern Bank. Um, and we basically, it's, it's a costly exercise actually you know, developing and, and running pattern banks. So we sure. basically sure. reinvest a lot of that money back into the site. Um, and we're constantly updating the site every month. We're doing work on the site. So, and we've got a new chunk of work planned for 2021. 
um, that's going to go through. Um, so we're basically reinvesting back in, into the account, uh, into the um, uh, into the site to to keep ahead of our competitors. That's super fair. I mean, I think a lot of sites don't offer 50% to the artist. So if you're a designer watching this, then definitely take note of that. I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe Spoonflower only gives about 10% to the artist. And a lot of, you know, I've never even really tried to sell on Spoonflower because it was such a low percentage. But um, yeah, I think that's super fair. 50-50 is, you know, it, that's very fair. Um, so when an artist uploads designs uh, to Pattern Bank under the standard license, are they able, I mean, with the, non with the exclusive license, it makes sense that you would only be able to sell that design on Pattern Bank because the buyer is thinking they, you know, they own the copyright. But if it's the standard license or non-exclusive, can they then sell that design on other platforms or is it only on Pattern Bank? We, we prefer um, design uploads to Pattern Bank to be exclusive to Pattern Bank. This, this just gives us a, a point of difference for our buyers. So it's a, a more of a unique experience for our buyers. So, you know, if, if, if your design's on Pattern Bank and it's on, I don't know, Redbubble or Society6 or wherever, um, for our buyers, that's not really a, it's not a unique sort of experience and you're, it's a bit confusing because they're, they're buying a, a design license that they can use on a product, but they can see, they can, it can be bought as a product over on Redbubble or whatever. So we say that that um, designs that are uploaded to Pattern Bank should be exclusive to Pattern Bank. It do, that doesn't stop you from designing another five designs and those ones go onto Redbubble, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but we just want designs that go to Pattern Bank not to be used on Redbubble and Society6 and, and uh, the like. Just Just so we have that. Um, point of difference from from those other sites. Yeah, that makes sense, and I think overall that helps everyone, right? Because if buyers have that trust in Pattern Bank, they're going to buy more on Pattern Bank, and you know the artist is getting fifty percent of that commission rather than you know something that they might get on Redbubble. I'm not sure exactly what the percentages are on other sites, but I feel like it's probably not that high. Um, okay. So when an artist sells a design, they're able to see who the client is and click over to the client's profile. However, there isn't any further information uh, or way for maybe the artist to follow up with the client. Does Pattern Bank plan uh, you know, to add any functionality there or would it be beneficial? Um, do you guys see it as beneficial or maybe even hurtful that um, for clients to strengthen that relationship between the artist and the client? Yeah, sort of a yes and no sort of uh, answer. you know. We are looking at, like I said before, upgrading the um, designer admin area for insights. Um, but we sort of think about if you're if you're designing for a, um, another uh, studio, uh, say a bigger textile studio, sometimes you'll find out who the design sold to, and you might be like, "Whoa, that's amazing!" You know. But then sometimes the design might go with a sales rep out to Japan or whatever, and you and you won't find out where it's. So we're sort of, you know, it, they get the information, but we don't we don't really want them to be contacting the buyer. To you know, we try and make it as professional as possible, and have it so if there's any problem with with the design, then they come through to Pattern Bank and it's dealt with with us, and we obviously speak to the designer okay. and. So we're trying to sort of have a bit of a professional sort of break where, you know, they're not 
contacting the buyer and saying, oh, you know, how's that design? And you know, we're just trying to keep it as professional as possible. And we, and we f- yeah, feel at the moment that, you know, if you give them too, give the designers too much information, we don't want, you know, they're, they're probably going to be completely fine, but you'll get one or two that might harass the buyer or, you know, that sort of thing. So it's something we're looking at. It's not, it's not ruled out, but um, we try and keep it as professional as possible. And if, they, if there's any problem, with the design they come the buyer would come back to us um and we sort of have it as they get the information of who who bought the design but that's as far as it goes at the moment right and it seems like a lot of different sites have different you know theories on that like with etsy you can private message back and forth um but it's very it's a very customized experience right um whereas with pattern bank you just if you like the design you buy it if you don't you don't um, there's not, you know, you aren't offering any really personalization to it. Um, however, it, you know, it goes both ways. Like you don't want the client to be harassed, but also the artist as well, because um, I sell some things on Creative Market, for example, and most customers are awesome, but occasionally you'll get a customer who doesn't understand what they're buying, that it's a digital product or that they need Photoshop or Illustrator to be able to use it and they want a refund and it's a, you know, you can't really offer refunds for a digital product. So it gets, it can get complicated. Um, yeah. If, the, if yeah. there's ever a time, if there's ever a time where we need to, the designer needs to speak to the buyer, then we, we will do that. You know, we, 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 we've done that before, but usually we try and keep it sort of as professional as possible and we try and deal with it uh, with if there's any problems and stuff like that um and you know any big studio they wouldn't want the designer going through to you know contacting uh, the company that bought it do you know what i mean we're just, we're just trying to keep it professional basically right Hey guys, so this turned out to be a rather long episode, so we're going to end it here for today, but be sure to tune in next week to catch the rest. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Tribe podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. And I hope you don't mind, but could I ask you for one tiny favor? Next time you're in iTunes, if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and a review, it would literally make my day. For real, it helps us get found so that other awesome people like you can join the conversation and connect with each other. And as a quick reminder, we go live with the video version of this podcast over in the Design Tribe Facebook group. You'll need to be on my email list to get notified of the live calls. Head over to laurenlesley.com slash webinar series to check out the free Facebook group and how you can become a member. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk soon.